wasn't facing me, and then I made a noise, and it just turned its head 360 degrees to look right at me. And I was like, oh, shit. And I'm coming it from New Jersey. 60 to look at you, or like, yeah, they, like they 180? Can, no, they can turn their... Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> they can turn to 180, right? Good point. Good catch. But yeah, it turned 180 degrees. I was like, oh, shit. It turned 360 and looked right at me. I don't know how I got in front of it. <laughs> Welcome back to the Trilateral Troika. It's Steve along with the other Steve. I am the other Steve. And Ryan. You know what it is. It's a hard mountain dude, don't even ask. Tell him what it is. <laughs> you know what it is. Percocet. Molly Percocet. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna try to get that partnership, but the only thing we'll be able to get is the uh, the dick warmer company from the Tucker Carlson <laughs> uh, thing. Tucker's Tucker Tucker. I got uh I got the hard mountain dude here myself. Uh they didn't have White Claw, and I asked my wife if I could buy this, and she said, yep. Nice. Which well, I was going to you know, buy it anyway, but it's always nice to get her okay. Well, you know what, her. boys? I'm also drinking Hard Mountain Dew. All right. Shut up. All right, man. The, boy, the boys are back in town. This is going to be this fucking gamer-ass podcast. Let's go. This is this is just like uh <laughs> What's your kill-death uh, ratio of hang the on, let me person turn we're talking about? LEDs around my room. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just imagining that one skit that those that that one group of like guys do on Twitter, where yep. they'll have like like they did the one with the David Foster Wallace like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, interview, and they just like I forget what he says, but they all just like like freak out like it's a, like someone just scored in a sports game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, David Foster Wallace. That's that's just what I'm imagining. I'm even wearing a bandana right now. You got that bandana with a jean shirt on? Yeah. Yeah. He gives a good right. interview. It turns out he's just a creepy perv. But, you know, it is what it is. Speaking of creepy pervs. Uh-oh. Tucker Carlson. Well, the, these are these are probably the least uh, creepy pervs of the category we're going to be talking about. Well, maybe one of them isn't. The Seven um, Dwarfs? <laughs> That's creepy. <laughs> God damn it, Steve. <laughs> um... <laughs> But no, we're going to be talking about uh, sort of non-gray aliens. Oh, shit. Okay, so not the grays. Everybody else. Okay. Yeah, so these are mostly... I I don't like um, this right-wing talking point shit. (laughs) 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 Yeah, we just got the border jam cleared up. That fucking Abbott cocksucker. Now we're going right back to aliens, huh? God damn it. (laughs) Well, they got to be (laughs) non-gray. Uh, um, if, if, you're, the, if you're gray, you're sick. That's that's one of those things you need to know about life, by the way. If you look in a mirror and you have a gray cast on your skin, go to the fucking ER. That's called pallor, and that's bad. Yep. That is, that, that's also one of, like, the actual, like, lore of the grays is that they are, like, either, like, humanity in the far future, an alien race that is just sort of, like, evolved and sort of like destroyed themselves to a point with like pollution that they they are like a sickly like like race that needs to like harvest dna from present day humans and they need a ibm pc from the 1970s a specific model (laughs) (laughs) that's that's time travelers steve that's you don't know no idea they just want 
They they just won. Um, That's what Whitley he told Strieber. us. They just want Whitley Strieber, you know, for some for some fun time. I like uh, how we always attribute human qualities to alien creatures, as in, i.e., oh, they have gray skin, they must be really sick, instead of like, oh, yeah. this is a fucking alien, it might just be the way it is. That's also probably why he has a penis what? dangling out of his fucking forehead or something. Yo, <laughs> I got a uh, MRI, I've had multiple MRIs done of my head because of my neck thing, mm-hmm. and uh, if you turn the contrast up, on a face forward MRI, you look like a gray. Like if you eliminate one certain color of the spectrum, your face looks exactly like a gray. It's kind of weird. Not surprised I, either. I'll send you the picture of it later on the uh, on the Discord. Yeah, I'll send you well, my well, photos. Well, well, part of the thing with them being sickly is that it's it's not people inferring it. Like the grays actually like tell them that. Oh, okay. Mm. All right, all right. Percocet. <laughs> Molly listen, Percocet. Listen, little white. Chase a gray. Never chase no gray. <laughs> Come on, Steve. Make with the non-gray aliens. Is, are, are there? Is that what you're doing? Does this silence mean there are no non-grays? There are no <laughs> gray aliens. Oh, um, there's no gray aliens. Okay. But, uh... It, there is no war enough, in Bossing say. Interestingly enough, one of the reasons why I chose um, Hard Mountain Dew today is because a number of these... Uh, what? I can't wait. A, a number of these uh, <laughs> these aliens or, or creatures um, are spotted in West Virginia. Um, or, or Appalachia. Oh my a- god. A- apparently apparently uh, Mountain Dew is from uh, Johnston, uh, Tennessee is where it's originally from. Yeah, the mm-hmm. moonshine. Yeah. Uh, Johnson City, uh, Tennessee, is like like uh, claims to be like the birthplace of it, mm-hmm. which is in far, um, far eastern Tennessee, essentially the part of Tennessee that was on the side of the Union during the war. Yeah. Also, if you look at retro Mountain Dew cans, one of the very original logos is a guy that looks like he's a miner, kind of. Like it's yeah, he looks like a like a prospector. Yeah. 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 Okay, that makes sense. Because I mean, again, Mountain Dew is is originally moonshine, right? Yeah, yeah. The first one we're going to talk about is the Flatwoods Monster. Okay. Okay. How flat are these woods? <laughs> it doesn't sound like woods if they're flat. Flatwoods, tell to me, is that just like a it's just flowery words for a, like a field? That's a trading post that I stopped at in the Oregon Trail on the way out west. It's a fucking... <laughs> Flatwoods Forest. It's a bougie, old, like, waspy casino in the northeast. Flatwoods well, Resort. A, well, a Flatwoods is a is a place with, like, sort of like a plain with, uh, with sort of longleaf pines and slash pines in it. Okay. Um, and it's it's very like a very common like like type of thing you see on like the eastern eastern coast of the United States. Yeah, I could see that. I've definitely um, been in some piney forest before. It's it's also been called sort of like a pine savanna because it's one of those situations where you just have like fields that run into like woods, and then then the woods sort of like end and go into more fields. Okay. I feel like when you see these forests, they look like they're man-made. Like, they're man-made planted. They just don't look natural. Like, they don't look like old-growth forests. They look like... It almost looks like they plant these trees just to, like, to harvest them. Like, for logs and stuff. And to, uh, to Oh, a lot of them they do. Like, if you go... Like, in Florida, you can tell. 
Yeah. When it's a harvest forest, because mm-hmm. it's everything is planted exactly like certain distance apart. Yeah, it's like rows. Right. Whereas wild growth looks way different. So, the Flatwoods Monster is sort of originates from uh, Braxton, <coughs> Braxton County, West Virginia. <coughs> Excuse me. Please don't the, tie uh, on your hard Mountain Dew. Yeah. The, the hard Mountain Dew is not. Is it the not KFC? Having the curative, the curative properties possibly. It's the, prob- the kernel. I think what happens if you mix the hard Mountain Dew with the grease of the KFC, you get like uh-huh. napalm. And so <laughs> your esophagus actually will erode. <laughs> Fun so, fact: Don't need any fire right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll wait to smoke after I've you know, had a couple. You couple need drinks. to. We're Hell not yeah. we're not proper Art Bell podcast until all of us take up a healthy Winston habit. Yeah. <laughs> can I just stick with weed? No, you have to smoke Winston's, but you can fill them with weed and lie to us. All right. Until you have like an accordion folder full of all your different uh, cigarette points. Listen, I got 9,652 Marlboro Miles. I'm not trying to do that. Dude, the best was the person's who had like a fish bowl or like a glass bowl that was just full of them wrapped up in rubber bands. I saw that multiple times, so it was not an isolated incident. Like they're a fucking drug dealer. Yeah, my grandfather yeah. did it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he got himself the Marlboro Miles bomber jacket, and then he like kind of stopped collecting them, and I was like, oh, we've did had you this- finally get cancer? I feel old, because we've had this conversation before, but I feel like, again, the ultimate grail Marlboro Mile object was that mountain bike. Nobody ever got that. <laughs> the first guy who got it died five minutes into the bike ride from smoking yeah. so many cigarettes. <laughs> His lungs uh, are just fucked. <laughs> put, it in, put it in a bit different gear, dude. So one of the things you could get... Was a uh, a cool branded um, <laughs> like tracksuit, Tra- like a oh, Marlboro yeah. tracksuit. That's Yo, you like could a get cool. The there, suit. There, there's yeah. a cool yeah. branded um, tracksuit you could get, and there there was also it, it didn't come from them, but the um, there there was sort of like a sweatshirt and like sweatpants combo that someone <laughs> had that looked like a looked like a packet of of Newports. Oh it's, man, it's also on the same That's level. That's tight, absolutely. So anyway, the Flatwoods. Yes, in, in Braxton County, West Virginia, um, on September 12th, uh, 1952, at around 7.15 p.m., uh, three local boys witnessed a bright object uh, cross the night sky. Um, the object would, would come to land on um, farmland belonging to a local farmer, um, and once they saw what they, they believed to be the landing of this object, um, they, they went out um, to see it, um, and they they reported it as a crashed UFO. Oh shit! Because they're kids who don't know shit. <laughs> um, so Jeez. from there, uh, the boys and a group of locals went to the uh, farmland in question uh, to see if they could find what had uh, landed or or crashed in the area. Like you do. Um, while they're in search of this object, a, a dog that they had brought along with them. Um, ran ahead of them out of sight um, and they heard the dog start barking at something that it encountered and moments later it came back with its tail between its legs. Huh. Now that okay. is, you know, when a dog is scared, that is that's something fucking scary. This, this yeah. is also like a horror movie set up right here. Yeah. 
Yeah. Either either the dog the dog is scared or like you hear the dog barking and then and then you don't hear anything. That yeah, that's the ultimate problem right there. Yeah. Or you hear that one yelp and nothing else. Yeah. And that's it. Oh, dude, that that's yeah. then it that if you hear the yelp though, it's fucking on. You grab a weapon and you you go. Mm-hmm. You have to go into battle. Mm-hmm. It's one of those one of those sounds, one of those primal sounds. Yeah. <laughs> I must get defend your best this dog. <laughs> Go get your best friend. Goddamn right. The group traveled about a quarter of a mile um, until they reached the top of a hill. And from there, they, they reported seeing what they described as a ball of fire um, that was pulsating about 50 feet in front of them. Got it. Got it. Um, they claimed that they saw and smelled a, a mist that made their eyes and noses burn. How old are these kids? Uh, they're young. Okay. I, I believe they're all around, like, like seven, eight. Okay, so I'm like, like, like grade schoolers. Okay. Yes. Just setting the scene. <laughs> little, little babies telling so them that they saw aliens. With, I'm with just adults. saying. There, like, are, there are adults with them, Is it too. Goonies, or is it Stand By Me? Like, what are we doing ah, here? Ah, okay, big know? difference. All right, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, it's West Virginia, so it's probably going to be more Goonies. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, a, a farmer that was with them uh, noticed that there were two small lights to the left of the object, and he directed his flashlight towards it, which revealed a creature, um, which they reported emitted a shrill hissing noise before gliding towards them, uh, changing direction, and then heading off towards the red light. Now, what year is this? 1952. Okay, so it wasn't crystal meth, so... Mm. The way you describe the movement and the way that the Flatwoods monster artist like depiction is, I you feel c- like they just saw Rosie the robot from Jetsons. Like, <laughs> <laughs> She's a small wonder. I have to find Roy Boy. <laughs> God damn it! Um, Did at right this before point- the crash, did they hear? <laughs> <laughs> Jane, his wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, after this, Dude, this you creature... are way too good at that sound effect. Jesus, <laughs> what do you mean? It's not hard. You just roll your tongue. Yeah, but it's yeah, but it's good though. It sounds good, you know. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And a star is born. Oh, man. After, yes, uh, after voicing voicing the spaceship. <laughs> I can do that. I can do that. Like ghetto whistle from the "I Look Real Good Today" song. It's like. <laughs> they, they were moving on. Th- <laughs> it's the ghetto whistle. <laughs> they reported that the uh, the creature was about uh, ten feet tall and four feet wide. Um, they they said that it. Well, that's good so- because if it was four feet wide, ten feet wide, and four feet tall, <laughs> it would be fucking frightening. <laughs> Jesus, it's a job of the hut. <laughs> it. They, they said that it appeared to be uh, robotic in nature um, or or that it was some type of spacecraft rather than an, uh, an organic being. It's like, it's 1950-something. It can't... How many people... I mean, robots, at that point, they're just boxy things with, uh, with cow ducting in between for arms, right? Yeah, but if you look at a picture, like, of their description of the monster, it's not that far off from, like, a picture of a robot from, like, the, the 50s. Okay. 
Okay. It is pretty close, honestly. Because I, I believe a lot of these sightings are uh, matrixing of, like, something else. You know, like the gestalt stuff where you're, mm-hmm. you see something in the dark and your, your brain makes sense of it for you. Yeah. And it tends to do it in a way that scares the shit out of you so you get away from the threat. Right. Yeah, it's it's also sort of, I guess, like a primal response that you have. You're, you're sort of... Yeah. Um, the, the more animal side of your, your intelligence. Mm-hmm. It's basically telling you, I don't know what that is. Get away from it. I don't know what and it is, so it may not here's a wolf. <laughs> well, it may be totally benign. However, I'm going to make it look terrifying so you get the fuck away from it. Okay, These are very weird. Yeah, they do it on purpose. It had a... Um, they, they described it as having a, a cowl um, in the shape of the ace of spades behind its um, behind its head, which they said um, they said that it was uh, red in color. Now, did everyone who saw it agree to the same shape? They, I, I believe, they all sort of um, sort of agreed to it over time. Huh. And then Eddie Clark decided to get a it, band together called Motorhead and na- dedicate a song to the robot. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. One of the things that happens too, which which you'll see. Is that when um, when the news picks this up, there is embellishing, um, and it does also turn into a game of telephone because with everything, uh, witnesses are not reliable. Yeah, like I, eyewitness testimony is not very reliable, contrary to what people might think. Mm-hmm. Especially if there's a group and it's a situation like this where things can be very easily confused. They've actually known that for a really long time, and I think it's only come up in like the last fifteen years or so where I've heard people just constantly saying that that like eyewitness testimony is is not accurate like more than half the time at all it's It's crazy it's it's completely inaccurate because it's like subjective to how you felt where you were you know it's amazing how things could happen right in front of you and and they could ask you a question five minutes later hey what color shirt was that guy wearing and you're just uh, uh, yeah because you didn't know you did, didn't trick question. Well, it, he, he, wasn't, was shirtless. he wasn't yeah, wearing question. a shirt. Yeah. Well, here's what it is. It's it's your brain's inability to remember so much, yeah. um, you know, just stimuli that it only picks out what it feels like it needs to remember. So that when you're questioned on something very specific, you can't fucking remember that. There's no way unless you specifically told yourself to remember that. Which was the, the, the Lionel Hutz defense. Ryan, what did you just say? I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Your Honor, <laughs> they they describe the the creature as having uh, two eyes that that appeared to be oh, like, shit. Uh, quote unquote uh, <laughs> portholes um, that they were glowing uh, green orange and were the size of half dollars. Okay, wow. They describe the body as being a uh, metallic armored structure that had thick vertical pipes in it. You're talking about like fucking Metal Gear Rex right here or something like and. <laughs> And they claim uh, there, there's sort of discrepancies between what the actual color of the body of the creature was, some claiming it was black while others saying green. They described the, uh, the arms uh, similarly. They said that uh, some, some in the group would state that the monster was armless, while others would say that it possessed, uh, quote-unquote, toy-like arms. Upon returning home, uh, one of the mothers of the boys contacted the local sheriff and a news reporter. The The reporter would conduct a, a number of interviews, um, and he returned to the site with the, the farmer who owned the land uh, that night, 
where he reported that there was a quote-unquote sickening burnt metallic odor still prevailing. Uh-oh. Oh, that's okay. not good. The the sheriff and, and, a, and his deputy searched the area uh, separate from them, but found no trace of the encounter. I like how mom's first instinct was to call the police. Okay, cool. But then to call the fucking news right after that. Like, I'm calling Channel 5. Channel 5! <laughs> <laughs> Bro, the Sklar brothers did the best bit in stand-up Live. comedy history when they did Late Chopper breaking. 4. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. First on the scene, Chopper 4. When Chopper 4 not got like, shot down, who was the first one on the scene? Chopper 4. <laughs> yeah. Not like, not like Channel 6's pussy news fan. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, she calls the light. news. Yeah, she why? calls the cops. The, the reporter would visit the, the site early the next morning, um, and he would say that, uh, that he discovered there were two tracks in the mud, as well as traces of a quote-unquote thick black liquid. Okay, that's oil. Viscous liquid. He, he would uh, immediately report this as being a, a sign of a possible um, UFO landing. Uh, based that on his belief that nothing had really been in the area for at least a year. Hmm. Um, it in was the area. like that nobody, because it's like the middle of the woods that that oh, nobody okay. had been to that stretch of woods. Okay. But it it was later found out that the tracks were likely those of a of a Chevy pickup truck uh, driven by a local um, who had gone to the site to look for the creatures some hours prior to. Uh, the the reporter finding the the tracks chain of evidence man mm-hmm. so after this um, investigators would come from a group called the civilian saucer investigation and they would take accounts from the locals um, and they would uh, and they would sort of compile uh, what they had found from them this sounds like they- getting like directly into MUFON material now yeah, this is like proto Mufon. I don't think Mufon comes into existence until the uh, the sixties. Okay. So would you? So would you say I saw lights in his eyes? Like might just, have had claws. Might yeah. not even had arms at all. Might have had hair. Might not have eyes. Might have been green. Might have also been orange. Hair looked like grits. What of it? <laughs> <laughs> Don't come around asking me about no dang old monster. Her head looked like that one Motorhead song. <laughs> My wife has the rickets. <laughs> Ever now how since much, now how much money is in monster. this for me? Yeah, exactly. Which is exactly what this is. I charge uh, five bucks to come look at the Flatwoods monster. Uh, one of the accounts that they collected was a story from a mother and her 21-year-old daughter who claimed that they had encountered a similar creature and a similar odor a week prior to September 12th. Um, they, they reportedly, it, it, the encounter reportedly affected the daughter so badly that, that she had to stay in the hospital for three weeks. Three weeks? What? With what? How could she the afford a- The alien vapors? How could she afford that? Oh, wait, Health- it's Healthcare in 2022 would never allow you to stay in the hospital for three weeks because they have constantly got people coming in and admitted What's- to the hospital. They are trying to get you the fuck it's out. 1950s Tennessee. Yeah. The, the hospital is probably the size of a crow. Well, this is, well, yeah, this is West Virginia, I was going to say, especially like hospital. not in like, <laughs> wait, like Morgantown or, or Charleston. Like, like one of the doctors Virginia. is probably like a donkey. <laughs> I thought you yeah. said it was East Tennessee. 
No, I said Johnston is in East Johnston City, where Mountain Dew is from, is from East Tennessee. Uh, I think this is in from in Braxton County, West Virginia, um, West Virginia, okay. which is like in the dead center of West Virginia, My which apologies. isn't that far from Morgantown, but still. Um, yeah, I got, I'm sure. I got, like, I got nothing. I'm sure one of the doctors was like a donkey, and the other one was like a mountain witch. I like how you say doctor, like they had doctors and not just like fucking yeah. midwives. And that's they were it. root well, doctors. Well, Ryan, the donkey is clearly wearing a white lab coat, has a stethoscope. Just give him some white willow bark. It'll burn anything out of him. A witch doctor. That's what they got. Okay, witch doctors heard. No, it's no, it's a watch doctor. Oh, He's okay. fixing the watches. Okay. There was, there was a guy when I grew up, his name was Dr. Ivan the Watch Doctor, and he fixed watches. He's an old uh, Polish man. There was a watch doctor, but it was in the mall, and it was not a store, but it was like one of those like carts that sits like in yeah, the like a sunglass thing. hut. Yeah, like no, because sunglass hut around me is a store. Oh yeah, they actually moved up to stores, but yeah, I know like the the guys who sell like watches or yeah. cell phone covers yeah, yeah, yeah. or yeah, yeah, there was a doctor yeah. watch in there, and all he did was just sell you fake watches and fix. Oh, this watches. guy, this guy fixed watches. That's pretty much all he did. Hmm. They would also gather a statement from a mother of the, the local farmer um, who had who had been to the crash site. Um, and she said that at the approximate time of the crash, um, her house had been shaken um, and that her radio had gone out for 45 minutes. Um, and that they also got a report from the director of the local board of education, uh, which he claimed to have seen a flying saucer taking off at 6.30 on the morning of September 13th. Oh, did he? Uh, you know, I'm sure he had like a late night bender, and he just just came came home at like six in the morning after. Yeah, his wife's like, about to beat his ass, and he's like, "No, honey, I saw a UFO. No, I'm not drunk. <laughs> not this. I time. just got too close to it. <laughs> I inhaled its its sweet sweet vapors. It smelled musky, <laughs> musky. The muskiest dang alien I ever smelt. <laughs> um, on the on the thirteenth as well. A, a couple had claimed that while taking a leisurely drive through the mountains of Frametown, West Virginia, as um, at, at dusk, <laughs> they, they encountered a similar creature. Um, they said that their car had come to a sudden stop, would not start again, and shortly after that, they smelled a putrid, sulfuric odor um, in the air. That was her, her the, the, the man just Dutch ovening her, but just like in a car. You know, like you lock the windows and you just fucking hotbox with your farts. It's always farts to you, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're on the the highbrow of comedy here. <laughs> we're on, the front, the, podcast we're on right the front lines of innovation. <laughs> it's not an alien. It's hotbox farts. <laughs> that's, it, that's what it is. It's a swamp gas. It's fart gas. <laughs> it's swamp ass. Is what it is. Yeah, it's swamp ass. It's not Classic an alien. Swamp ass. It's hotbox swamp ass farts. <laughs> Uh, that sounds but, that sounds terrible. The couple would circle their vehicle soon after it had stopped working to sort of figure out what was going on. Um, and uh, when they did, um, they <laughs> they encountered a, a creature which they described very similarly to the Flatwoods monster, but they said from the waist up it was a a reptilian humanoid. Oh my god! Here uh, we go. Uh, there it is. Look to La Luna, to, and they were just trying to fuck it. So they were on and the. the- <laughs> Look like some fresh meat for me. That's that's what Robert Stack is after in Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> if you fucked anyone, 
I'm who just saying to be an alien. I'm just saying, given the opportunity, I'd clap some alien cheeks. I mean, as long as you get consent. Yeah. Right? There there is that guy, I think he's South African, but but he claims that he's had sex with like aliens that, that he's had like a long term relationship with aliens and he paints pictures of him having sex. Now let me ask aliens. you this. Like it's called can, schizophrenia. Can an alien consent? I don't know if they can. Like they might not I think it was consensual. They are higher beings. Yeah, but I mean, like, if you don't speak their language, I mean, do you just follow the language of love, or do it was you wait all for psychic, the okay? <laughs> it was all psychic. I mean, it was the language of the mind. <laughs> the language of the mind. <laughs> all right. Just, just having some Barbarella style like orgasms, like oh like, my god, like handless, you know, machine, psychically induced orgasms. Jesus Christ. The, cool. the creature you sit there and just think about it and just blow your load just thinking about it. <laughs> this I gotta mark this one explicit. <laughs> the, this creature would come to be known as the Frame Town. That's monster. the third live album, by the way, is the from the tri radical trilateral trilateral troika. Would you like to buy a vowel? <laughs> That's the third live album from the trilateral troika. Blow your load to the Flatwoods monster. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Sound like hotcakes. Uh, Joe Nickel, Frame Town Monster, by the way, because I stepped all over you there. Yes, it's known as the Frame Town Monster. Okay, is it the same thing as the Flatwoods Monster? Well, I think the Board of Tourism wants them to be distinct creatures for (laughs) for those purposes. They just like that's saying the quiet part out loud. (laughs) If you're the Board of Tourism and you're like, we want our alien to be called this. No, our alien is distinct from the Flatwoods monster. He's very different. It's not the same. We have our own merchandising. (laughs) There's no sex here at all, by the way. The the Frame Town monster (laughs) is is celibate. This is a pure flicks monster. He's a Vol Cell alien. (laughs) <laughs> while while he is reptilian in nature, I assure you, he is for the family. <laughs> it's a Christian alien. He was focused on the family, nominated him from a Christian <laughs> alien. <laughs> Joe Nickel, uh, an investigator from the Committee of Skeptical Inquiry, who, who investigates a lot of these sort of sightings, um, he investigated this case in 2000, and he came to the conclusion that the that the bright light that they witnessed to the sky on September 12th was most likely a meteor, um, right. and the pulsating red light was likely an aircraft navigation or hazard beacon um, in the distance. Steve, I gotta so be honest, I don't trust anyone named Joey Nichols, alright? Oh, yeah, you gotta be at least Marty Dimes, or I don't trust you, but if you... <laughs> Marty Dimes! If, that, if that's the line you want to take, how do you account for everybody seeing Rosie the Robot? Well, that, he says, is was most likely an owl. What? <laughs> and he says that most likely that what happened sense. is, that, makes is sense. That, the group, that the group was on edge, and that due to their anxiety, that they they had seen, um, that, that they had startled, a, like, a large owl, like a great horned owl, which is a very large owl. Yep. It's not ten feet tall. No, but it's, like, it's a solid It two, can three seem that feet, big man. if one of them's flying towards you. Have you ever seen, they have them down here. They I, they land on the posts by my house, and they are fucking big. Really? But I mean, if you're scared, it is a enormous bird. These are, like, these are birds that, like... two two and a half feet tall? They... They oh, easily shit. they easily get chihuahuas. They they easily get like small dogs. Yeah, we had to be careful with our uh, with our dog. 
because uh, we had a Papillon. She's like 10 pounds, and, and the owl definitely could get it. Yeah, they're up to 24 inches tall. And a really? wingspan, and a wingspan of forty-four inches. It's all. It's yeah. three feet. It's four feet, almost. They. Mm. I think they are the largest owl species as well. Yeah, there's a bunch of them down here. Fucking frightening. Um, and and a number of investigators also came to believe this, including those from the Air Force. Um, and and also too on the night of September twelfth, suspicious. The, meteor, the Air uh, Force. Hmm? Yeah. Very sus. Sus. A, a, a meteor had been observed um, in both Maryland, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. Okay. Oh, okay. And he also he also said that I um, dig what you're putting down. And, and Nickel also says that from the location that, that you could easily see three flashing uh, red aircraft beacons um, in the area of the sightings, mm. which could account for. The, the descriptions they saw of the the lights and also the face of the creature, and he says too that a lot of what they described as well, such as the the flight pattern, the silhouette, and the call that they heard, could be that of a startled uh, barn owl. A barn owl, so not a great horned owl, but a barn owl. Yes, but but they're also like they're I wouldn't say they're huge, but they're they're sizable birds. Yeah, okay. they're not they're not very big. They're pretty, they're, they're they're pretty small, but they are I, they are fucking scary looking. Yeah, they look like when they're babies, they look like gray aliens. Yeah, if you oh. look, I'm looking like look up barn owl. They look like a ghost. They're they're the ones that have like the completely like flat face. I've seen pictures of them running. <laughs> yeah, owls running is hilarious. It takes all the fear away. You're yeah. Like I will kick that fucking thing to the moon. It's like, oh wait a I minute, will, that's I, what I'm afraid. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I will uncle. I will uncle Rico the shit out of that fucking owl. I will punch you into the next time zone. Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he would say that the sort of the description was that could have been that an owl was perched in a tree, and with the uh, the the foliage beneath it, that it would sort of create this image of like a of like a skirt, and then the the shape that it could that it could sort of throw that off so basically a combination of an owl plus where it was sitting plus the dark plus humans being big dumb scared animals as it is in the first place gives us the flatwoods monster um and they also say that the um that that's sort of the description of the hands which they described as being um sort of like toy like um and, and sort of like thin could have been the legs of the uh the the owl gripping onto the tree okay okay I'll buy that um according to another skeptic uh, Ryan hopped um, even though that a local boy named Max Lockard um, had admitted to driving around the site um, hoping to see something in his uh, Chevy truck um, quote unquote paranormal investigators concluded that the tracks oily residue Bits of rubbery substance must have been left by the creature and not the truck. It's a fucking Chevy. Of course it's leaking fucking oil. <laughs> the fuck you mean? <laughs> of course it's um, left by the fucking truck. Sorry, I, I've shit on Ford a lot. I gotta, I gotta shit on Chevy now. And I yeah. have a Tahoe, so I'm allowed to do that. This is the Chevy um, episode. And, and Hopped also explained that the, that the nausea that they experienced could also be consistent with uh, hysteria and overexertion. And Dude. also rerouting your fucking truck so you got a goddamn straight pipe and all, you, all the exhaust is going to your fucking cabin in your truck. Yeah, that would be you nauseous too. 
you can <laughs> you can get nauseous from like damn near anything. Like some people don't even know their nausea, nausea triggers. You know what I mean? And they just find it someday. That's a shitty way to live. Well, I mean, like if you don't get sick, right? Like you don't get nauseous, and then you 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 eat like a certain thing you've never eaten before, and all of a sudden you're like, oh no, and you start feeling like shitty. I mean, that's just that's that happens. food poisoning. No, that, that that can happen from just regular food. Like nobody else is sick. You're the only one. You all ate from the same pot. It's you know? it's like people who claim that they're affected by MSG. God, those people annoy that. No, one. those are those are racists. Uh, <laughs> we call those people racists. Not even the same room. <laughs> who brought this over here? The Chinese. Hmm. Suspect. I got a headache now. <laughs> I got a headache just from knowing that. But in uh, in Flatwood. Um, the local town had erected a welcome sign that designated the town uh, home, mm-hmm. home of the green monster, and calmed nah, itself fuck down. You. <laughs> fuck you, fuck uh, you, nah, kid. I'm gonna go to your fucking town and beat that shit with a fucking ball bat. The fucking home of the green monster. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, the town also has an annual uh, Flatwoods Days uh, festival that that sort of celebrates the monster. Home of the green um, monster. Also, fuck him up. Also in uh, also in Sutton, which is the county seat of Braxton County, uh, they have a Flatwoods Monster Museum, uh, which is dedicated to the events around the monster. Sutton, okay. Sutton, Sutton over in a Flatwoods Monster. Sutton. The the uh, the Braxton County Convention and Visitors Bureau also built a series of of tall chairs in the shape of the monster. That are their landmarks for different visitor attractions in the county. So they built lifeguard stations <laughs> on a and landlocked on, state. On, yeah, in land, um, and that you get a you can get a reward if you photograph all five chairs with uh, the free Braxy stickers. Come on, a fucking Duncan Punch I'm done card. With, I'm done with this one. This one's just <laughs> bullshit. You are you are exposing the lie like so many times. Whenever you talk about fucking tourism it's just like forget it it's not a real thing mm-hmm. it's fake some douchebag got scared peed his pants and saw a fucking barn owl and, and we're all supposed to buy the fucking shirt you know and then his mom was like call the newspaper clam he don't see an alien why'd you call up channel 4 that Lurleen Denota she's gonna love this story and It'll then be on fucking, at five o'clock. <laughs> and then damn fucking it, Chad damn Crinkle it, Nuts. <laughs> Chad Crinkle Nuts drives a shitty fucking Chevy around the fucking <laughs> crash site, hey. leaking oil everywhere. I tell you what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna take my piece of shit truck down to the crime scene and drive over it. That's what I'm gonna do. Throw in throwing out cans of like of like Schlitz and like Iron City. <laughs> yeah. like. No, that that like that Coors can that's in every movie that that's supposed to be before nineteen seventy. You know, yeah, oh my that God. shitty, like, off, like, mauve blue course can. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It was Cause in it Because hmm? uh, it couldn't be, like, historically, it couldn't be a course can. Because if I may remind you of the Smokey and the Bandit, you cannot get cores east of the Mississippi. I'm, dude, uh, consider me reminded. That's a great movie. Never forget. <laughs> so, the next one we're going to talk about is the, the Kelly... Um, Hopkinsville um, encounter. Okay, is Kelly Hopkinsville a name? Is that a person? Well, because this is in uh, Kentucky, those are the two nearest like towns. Okay. Why are and- all the? <laughs> 
Why are all these, like, alien UFO sightings and shit like that all in, like, the Rust Belt? Like, are they that bored? They well, have nothing to do it so wasn't they see the, aliens everywhere? Correct. Well, it wasn't the Rust Belt yet. Because it's, it's still the 50s. Problem Cause solved. Because the, the, uh, the, the Kelly Hopskinville um, encounter uh, takes place in 1955. Um, as I stated, between the, the towns of Kelly and Hopkinsville um, in what is Christian County, uh, Kentucky. <laughs> Jesus Christ, stop it. Christian Kentucky, which I'm going to go to Christian County and be like, I'm a Muslim. <laughs> describes is, all of Kentucky, really, right? The um one of like this is one of the cases that that um that people who study UFOs like such as um UFOlogists and and the like. They they consider to be one of the most significant and well-documented cases um in the history of studying UFOs. Um, while uh, while their detractors would say right. that this was uh, that this was very obviously like the effects of of excitement um, and probably some like too much moonshine. The Kelly Kapowski alien. What was it again? Hopkinsville. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Um, Hopkinsville. And, and psychologists have also used it as a as an academic example um, of of pseudoscience. Used to distinguish um, for for students to distinguish truth from fiction. Really? So it's um, it's is it that under assault then? Like it's it's largely not believed. Well, we'll 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 get to it, and you can you can sort of make your um oh, your, wow. your decision oh, after I we will. talk about. It. Here we go. <laughs> On the night of August twenty first, nineteen fifty five, um, five adults and seven children would arrive at the Hopkinsville police station claiming that small alien creatures from a spaceship were attacking their farmhouse and that they had been holding them off with gunfire for, they claimed, four hours. What? Okay. Two of the adults, Elmer Sutton and Billy Ray Taylor, claimed that they had been shooting at, uh, they believe, 12 to 15 short, dark figures who repeatedly popped up at the doorway uh, or peered into the windows. So this My is, man has been drinking way too much shine. So, they were on Caliban, and this is the Watchers in the Dark. <laughs> smoking fucking salvia, apparently. Uh, no, sal- they're smoking salvia. They just they just be collapsed on the floor. Big money <laughs> salvia. Hi, I'm Eric, and this is Gardening on Salvia. <laughs> Have you ever seen that video, Ryan? Yeah. I oh, so good, man. Fucking Classic. Amazing. And the the I think he does he do like a driving one too. Yeah, where his did. car's just parked. Yeah. And he just like <laughs> This is driving <laughs> on Salvia. This is gardening. I thought he was gonna drive and I was fucking worried. And then he like didn't. I was like, oh perfect. <laughs> uh with the concern that, that there might have been a possible gun battle between um uh local citizens. Um, four city police officers, five state troopers, three deputy sheriffs, and four MPs from the nearby uh, U.S. Army base Fort Campbell drove to the Sutton farmhouse uh, near the town of Kelly in Christian County. Shit. Sorry, um, the, the name Sutton to me just sounds so southern for some reason. When when they Sutton. <laughs> when when the, well, first this also had to be like a very like John slow night. Sutton. This is this is one of those situations where, um, like the police have nothing to do that night, and something comes up. So like every every cop in the, like that that has that jurisdiction, just like shows up to like watch or take part. Something to do. 
Got to get in the paper. When they when they uh, searched the site, they found uh, no real evidence of creatures, but they did find evidence of gunfire um, and holes in, in windows and door screens that had been made by um, said firearms. Jesus. The, the residents of the farmhouse, which included uh, Gwenny Lankford, um, her children, uh, Lonnie, uh, Carlton, and Mary, um, two sons... Two sons from a previous marriage of hers, Elmer Lucky Sutton, John Charlie J.C. Sutton, and their respective wives, uh, Vera and Aileen, and Aileen's brother, O.P. Baker, and Billy Ray Taylor, and his wife, June. Dude. This is the Home Alone house. Was that, is that, are you just saying like, the, are you doing the bit from The Simpsons where Cletus calls his kids names <laughs> out as they're coming out of the house? <laughs> Charlene, Darlene, Jebra, John, John, Elmer, yeah. Lucky, <laughs> Lucky Vera, Sutton. Aileen, Baker, Billy, so Billy Ray, who's Taylor. our witness? Who saw well, the alien? Well, it was over to, there, that was that Lucky Sutton. And it, and it should be noted that both the Taylors, uh, Lucky and Vera, uh, were reportedly um, itinerant carnival workers that had been visiting the farmhouse. Oh, Fucking man. stop it. All right. All right. This is bullshit, too. Okay. The next day... Case um, solved. Um, the, the next day, neighbors had told the, uh, the police that the families had, uh, had quote-unquote, packed up and left after claiming that the creatures had returned at 3.30 in the morning. The the family uh, the family's claims of, of the attack would would cause widespread coverage and be in both local and national news. Um, early articles would uh, would not refer to them um, as as little green men. Um, later articles about the stories in newspapers would would add the color to them to be more in vogue with the common uh, uh, okay. conception of aliens. So the first so few people that reported on it did not. They just they, they just kind of took the story and ran with it. Yeah, the so the what did legend, they say when they described him then, as far as color? Well, the they um, the estimates from their description was that the alleged creatures were between two to four feet tall, um, and that they had quote unquote large pointed ears, claw like hands, eyes that glowed yellow, and spindly legs. And big, that sounds like a fucking owl. Big bountiful butts. That's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an owl. Look at the gams on that monster. Look at the whale. Oh, I'm sorry. Look at the tail on that whale. <laughs> I like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use. I'm gonna drop that one. Look at the tail on that whale. <laughs> Looking like a Pixar mom. <laughs> uh, and, and and like I like I previous uh, previously mentioned, the psychologists Rodney Schmaltz and Scott Willenfield, uh, um, they they cited as a, an incident as an example of pseudoscience um, and. And the use of like an extraordinary claim to just sort of describe a situation. How is this pseudoscience? There's no science being claimed, but past fucking Cletus and his 36 inbred family members were shooting up their fucking farmhouse because they're well, scared would, of the fucking general animals. Well, I would I would argue that it, it's because of you know saying that it was aliens. That's uh, pseudoscience. It's saying that they encountered you know beings from another world. Right. Oh man, that's a real stretch of the definition, but I'll allow it. Um. Joe Nickel, who we had mentioned earlier, the, the skeptic, he said of it, It is plausible, if not likely, that the aliens were great horned owls, and there is some evidence that the eyewitnesses may have been intoxicated during the alien attack. You don't say. 
He said because they are, um, he just said of great horned owls because they are uh, nocturnal, they fly silently, and they have yellow eyes that aggressively defend their nests. Um, and according and according to Nickel as well, that there were also meteor sightings um, around that time that, that could explain Billy Ray Taylor's claim that he saw a quote-unquote, a bright light streak across the sky and disappear beyond a tree, uh, tree line some distance from the house. Uh, an author, uh, Brian Dunning, would say, There are simply too many similarities between the creatures reported by the families and an aggressive pair of the local great horned owls, which do stand about two-thirds of a meter tall. Yeah. I mean, it makes perfect sense. It's definitely Occam's razor. Yeah. I'm going to give um, this one to the owls, too. The the French uh, the French ufologist uh, Renaud... Uh, Leclet would also argue that it was most likely owls. What was his last name? Uh, Leclet. Oh, I think he said Reclet. I was thinking he's named after cheese. He <laughs> <laughs> better be good cheese. <laughs> That's that cheese when you're like watching TikTok or you're scrolling through Instagram and you see them take the hot knife and just kind of go down the whole wheel. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah That's Reclet? Yeah, a lot of times it's Reclet. Yeah. And the the big like the gigantic wheel of cheese that they put the hot pasta in—that's just Parmesan, right? I think most of the time it's just a Parm wheel. Yeah. Please, it's it's Parmesan. <laughs> yeah, we're in the South, Ryan. <laughs> oh, I forgot I'm drinking Parmesan. <laughs> was that, I was saw like... a giant Parmesan cheese wheel with eyes, and he glowed. Last year, I went to I visited a friend of mine who lives in West Virginia. And he lives in uh, Fairmont, West Virginia, God which is about him. which is about a half hour away from Morgantown. And we went to a local diner for you breakfast. You say these cities like we know where the fuck they are, but okay. <laughs> um, Mor- Morgantown's where WVU is. Nope. What? He do What's, be doing it. He's still is, doing it. What is WVU? <laughs> West Virginia University. They have the a Mountain college years. there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can go to college here. Welcome to West Virginia. Um, but I... We went to the diner, and I had gotten eggs with my dish, and I asked for hot sauce, and the lady looked at me like I was crazy. What? Like, like they were going to run me out of town for asking for hot sauce. Ma'am, West Virginia is still the South. You better Ladies bring on that fucking Ladies and gentlemen, we have a communist. <laughs> I think that Mexican in there wanted some of his Tabasco sauce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's the name of our controversial fourth album. <laughs> <laughs> that Mexican just wanted his Tabasco. <laughs> oh it's not racist. We named it after a time we had in West Virginia. I've been oh, okay. to Mexico. It's not racist. Um, a, a, UF, a ufologist, uh, Jerome Clark, uh, he would write that the supposed creatures, um, quote unquote, floated um, through the trees and that when they were hit by bullets... Um, the sound that was made resembled bullets striking a metal bucket. Uh, Clark also described an odd luminous patch along a fence where one of the beings had been shot, and in the woods beyond, a blue light whose source could not be determined. Um, however, uh, the descriptions he makes of these are very similar to uh, Foxfire, um, which is a, a bioluminescent fungus that appears on decayed trees. I like how he's like, 
We couldn't see it. But we hit or we shot it through the trees and it sounded like bullets hitting a metal bucket. Yo, these assholes are just shooting up their own fucking moonshine stills. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's what happened. They made sure to hide the evidence before they, before they went to the cops. <laughs> they might be out there, but we got we got to hide the evidence. No, that, that's just an old outhouse. You ain't got to worry about that. Don't don't go in. I'm telling you, officer, don't go in there. That that's just our shooting radiator. That's the dang old ding old. <laughs> uh, Quark also said, uh, "quote unquote," police, Air Force officers from nearby Fort Campbell, and civilian uh, UFOologists um, found no evidence of a hoax. Ufologists, uh, how, yeah, yeah, ufologists, bro. Ufologists. There you go. Ufo, ufo. Uh, um, but uh, Brian Dunning, the author mentioned earlier, reported um, that this claim was false because he claims that the Air Force investigators showed up the next day at Mrs. Langford's house um, that, that had been published a number of times by later authors, but he could find no corroborating evidence for this. Um, he also says that the four police who accompanied uh, police officers the night of the event were from the local army base, not the Air Force. Hmm. Um, some uh, some ufologists would also compare the the creatures to gremlins, uh, and and they would also be described as the Hopkinsville goblins in popular culture. So hop goblins, hop goblins. <laughs> um, the the ufologist uh, Alan Hendry would also say of the case: this is distinguished by its duration and also by the number of witnesses involved. Um. Project Blue Book, uh, which was the Alan J. Hynek venture that investigated UFO sightings for the Air Force, uh, he would conclude that it was that it was a hoax, and, and there was no further comment given. Isn't it J. Allen Hynek? Or J. Allen Hynek? I don't know. Sounds familiar. Yes, it's J. Allen Hynek. Okay. I just can hear, uh, uh, what's his name saying it? I can't remember his name now. The fucking guy from out in New Mexico, like the news reporter guy that fills in for George Norrie every once in a while. Oh, I don't know his name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Damn it. Can't think of his name. It's not Ian Punnett, is it? Nah, he's done. He's got, like, Ian Punnett got a uh, really bad tinnitus, apparently, and that's why he stopped. Ooh, yeah, that's shitty getting tinnitus. He sucks. It before, it's, it sucks, dude. It's not, are you thinking of George Knapp? Yeah, George Knapp, yeah. That's it. Like the the last good one. Yeah, that's it. He's great. I love I love listening to him. Because he treats it like uh, Linda Moulton Howe. Like it's like a investigation. It's not like I'm asserting these things are real. It's like we looked into it, and you know, it's fun. He's not he's not crying as much. <laughs> he's not what crying as much. Oh yeah, yeah he's yeah. not crying oh, as much. Linda Moulton Howe. Yeah, George. She, she sounds like Diane Reem. God bless she her. Has, she has a she's a combination of like the the vocal text of Diane Reems and Jordan Peterson, where, yeah. where Jordan Peterson can't talk about anything without crying. Uh, Is Diane Reems who played Costanza's mom on Seinfeld? No, <laughs> she, that's what the, she died, and then Seinfeld's mom died yesterday. She was Gilbert the uh, died too recently. God bless so her. bad. But she was she was on NPR and she did an interview show. 
because uh, she sounds like the way you, the the, uh, the impression that Steve's doing, making it sound like George's mom. George. No, she had like a stroke or something. I don't know. She, she had she had some sort of uh, vo- like dis- disorder with her vocal cords. Oh, okay, oh. that makes sense. Yeah, so she would talk like this, and it was really slow too. It, so. it got worse over time, and then eventually she had to retire because she couldn't actually speak on the air anymore. Oh, I, oh I did not know that. That's crazy. I knew she retired, but I didn't know that. Uh, as, as I mentioned before, um, the, the claims of this family would receive uh, wide coverage throughout the country, um, and eventually the creature's uh, witness would be referred to as, quote-unquote, little green men. Aha! Is that where that originated? Um, it, it might be, um, but but I think also the term "little green men" might have existed before then, and it was just sort of them ascribing something from popular culture to a recent event. This was in the what fifty five, so yeah, yeah little it was green in 55. men definitely existed because they existed in the terms of army men, the little green army soldiers. Right, that makes sense. Well, I think it was also the the sort of the term. That it would come from like like aliens, um, and that they were like that they were a different color, you know, that they were from, because um, like I could see like when I type in little green men, there there's a picture from a story from 1951 on the cover of Fantastic Novels magazine, where it's it's a bunch of like little green aliens that actually do look like the description of the Hopkinsville Goblin. Interesting. Just sort of they they're much smaller, but still the similar description of like the pointy ears. Like, sort of the, the green skin with, like, the long arms. Okay. Even though the scariest thing to come out of Hopkinsville is, an, is a, a real family tree. It's terrifying to look at. Jesus. <laughs> it's just a circle, Ryan. <laughs> Time is a flat circle, like your family. <laughs> I like how he's like, Jesus, Ryan, because I made fun of the family tree. And then he comes in, it's, it's, it's a fucking circle, and Steve's like, all right, yeah, that's about it. Time is a flat but, circle. Uh, if, you're, if you're familiar with, like, uh, Pokemon... The the Pokemon uh, Sable Eye is is based on the Hopkinsville uh, goblins. I am impressed that you just pronounced Pokemon different, two different ways in the exact same sentence. You said if you're familiar with Pokemon, the Pokemon. <laughs> I said I said Pokemon. Which, so you said it three different ways. Which is the correct pronunciation if you're going by the Japanese, but but Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon. Hey, just pocket monsters. How would you just do that? We do the politically correct term Either of way. monsters. Sounds good. Ryan, I'm not being paid for this, so you fuck yourself. <laughs> I do this for the people. <laughs> oh, man. And for our next monster that we're going to be talking about, or we're Wait, alleged What alien. happened to the fucking second one? Is it dead? Well, they no, the, no one's been able to find him. They, they just like fucked off. Oh Probably went God. back to their nest, tend to their young. So now they, they, they now they, they just sell the shirt. They said twenty-seven law enforcement officials, and all they figured out was these drunk assholes just shot up their own house in their own fucking moonshine. Still, <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know what these Strixian aliens are up to. Okay, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And the last one we're going to talk about is, is probably the most famous of the group, which is the Mothman. Oh, yes! God, I love the Mothman prophecies with Richard Gere in 
the book is mm-hmm. the book is really good actually, and it is uh, is based on like real events. Is it really? Yeah, like a lot of the stuff that's in the movie is based on the book, which are the experiences of an investigator named John Keel. Okay. And John Keel was an early uh, ufologist who's very similar, uh, sort of like Hynek and, and Valet in that period, but he sort of rejects the extraterrestrial hypothesis and he sort of goes that most of these encounters are not like, are, are not extraterrestrial and it might be related to people encountering like the Fae. Um, or, or the divine in the in the past, right? Um, so if we're going to be doing like real real cryptids, then I just gotta yeah <laughs> smoke a little of their fuel. All right, now I'm ready to talk about the Mothman. Yeah, you know, we didn't exist before the Mothman. <laughs> I also wore my Mothman shirt today. <laughs> nice. Um, oh yeah, should we... okay. Never mind. Um, on November fifteenth, nineteen sixty six. Two young couples from from Point Pleasant, West Virginia, Roger and Linda Scarberry, um, and Steve and Mary uh, Mallette, um, they told police that they saw a large gray creature whose eyes, quote-unquote, glowed red when the car's headlights uh, picked it up. Okay. They described it as a large flying man with ten-foot wings uh, that had followed their car while they were driving past an area outside of town called the quote-unquote TNT area, which was the site of a former uh, World War II munitions plant. And also um, the site of WCW's Monday Night Nitro. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, the Nitro power plant, Ryan, it was in Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you very much. <laughs> Correction. Correction. Um, the, the TNT area as well, um, you can visit it today. It's a lot of sort of like uh, the the stuff that they would keep the munitions in looks like the same sort of silos they keep salt in. If you're familiar with like where they keep road salt in up north and, yeah. and in places where it snows. Yeah. yeah. Just sort of like large domes that, that open up. They don't really have like anything inside of them. Right. They're like conical shaped at the bottom, but like a normal silo up top and you can like drive up underneath them. Yeah, they're they're also they're also kind of like uh, water storage buildings as well, like like that sort of shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, throughout the next few days, um, other people would report seeing uh, a similar creature. Um, two volunteer firemen um, saw it and described it as a large bird with red eyes. Um, a a Mason County sheriff named George Johnson. Uh, would say that he believed that the sightings were due to an unusually large heron um, that, that he described as a a shite poke. Okay. What? Shitty pokey. Oh. <laughs> um, a, a contractor named Newell Partridge uh, would tell Johnson that he um, that he had aimed uh, a flashlight at a creature in a nearby field and its eyes had glowed, quote-unquote, like bicycle reflectors. Okay, I mean, don't most nocturnal animals' eyes glow? Yeah. Yeah, okay. like, that's how we find the cats. We just shine flashlights out in the backyard. That's how you scare the fuck out of yourself, you mean? <laughs> nah, dude. I, not where I live. I if mean, I, I shine def- a flashlight in my backyard and I see eyes, I don't care if it's my cat. I'm gonna be scared. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you find alligators, too. 
that's and true. A fuckload of gators up here around Gainesville, so you could easily shine a flashlight on a lake and see a bunch of pairs of eyes, and you're just like, okay, that's terrifying. Well, that's, I respect that. That's, that's your fault for living next to Payne's Prairie. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. Oh, God. It's, I mean, it is kind of cool to, like, you can just ride your bike down a path, and you can be five feet from, like, ten-foot gators just laying there sunning themselves, not not giving the f- slightest care in the world about you riding your bike past them. But just to see that kind of tremendous power, that thing will just rip you apart. It's, it's kind of uh, humbling, but also kind of cool, you know? Partridge would also blame uh, buzzing noises from his television set and the disappearance of his German Shepherd on the creature. German Shepherd's gone. My German Shepherd is gone. Mothman. It was the Mothman. The Mothman. The Mothman. The Mothman. The Mothman Chronicles. (laughs) (laughs) Jeffrey of Mothman. Um, (laughs) What the fuck? A, a wildlife Did you just say thing. Jeffrey of Mothman? Like Jeffrey of Monmouth? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Perfect. A, a wildlife biologist named Robert L. Smith uh, from uh, the University of West Virginia uh, uh, told reporters that the descriptions and the sightings all seem to fit the description of a sandhill crane, um, which, which we're all familiar with. It. It's a large American uh, uh, crane. It's almost as tall as a as a man with a seven foot wingspan um, that features uh, circles of reddish coloring uh, around the eyes. Yep, problem solved. I, you, no, but it's not solved because they, they no. Oh, so this no. one you're willing to entertain that is shenanigans. <laughs> I'm not willing to entertain it, but I'm not willing to also write it off as a fucking bird. It's a this bird. This one I'm not going to write off as a bird. Everything's but a bird. He, owls, he, owls for the first two cranes for the third <laughs> he would um he would also say that it's possible that the bird had wandered out of its migration route which therefore made it um sort of unrecognizable in the region because they're not native to the area but it is possible you know that it could have gotten out of its like normal uh, migratory pattern and ended up there okay um due to the popularity of the batman tv show at that time the uh, Batman had a member of his rogues gallery that was called uh, Killer Moth, who's sort of like an evil Batman. Right. Okay. And while uh, Killer Moth wasn't in the TV show, the, the comics were also popular enough that it would influence people to refer to the creature as Mothman in the local newspapers. Ah, Mothman. Mothman. Jerry Mothman. 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 Of, the new, of the New England Mothman. I graduated with a Mothman. <laughs> his bitch said Jerry Mothman. Gerald Mothman. I mean, what do you do if you if you all right? Let's say the Mothman is real. What do you do if like if you meet it face to face and it's like, hi, my name's Clark. Like, how do you? You make a friend. That's what you do. How do you say, react to that? Say hi, Clark. Yeah, you say hi, Clark, and you ask him if he wants to play baseball. You do the you do the Homer Simpson and Billy Corgan thing. Yep. Amazing. Um, so following uh. Following the destruction uh, of the Silver Bridge, which collapsed on December 15th, 1967, um, the Mothman becomes connected to this tragedy. Because when this bridge collapses, it kills 46 people, and people would sort of create this legend that the Mothman appearing before this event happening um, sort of causes it to be like an omen of bad luck or, or misfortune. 
didn't wait? Didn't we talk about this when we talked about the apartment bombings in Russia that they saw the Mothman? There? Yes, that that a a, a Georgian newspaper journalist, uh, Svobodnaya uh, Gruzia, um, he claimed that the Mothman had been sighted in Moscow before the the apartment bombings. Ah, uh, it's all coming together. Um, and in um. John Keel's book, which he publishes in 1975, um, he he sort of goes to the city uh, while this is all happening and, and sort of around these events, sort of investigating the sightings and what's going on, and, and he writes about it. Um, and this is where he sort of encounters um, a, a sort of being named Indrid Cold that sort of that sort of contacts him and sort of tells him things that, Come that nobody could possibly know. That name that name is way too fucking cool to be real. <laughs> Yeah, What's your name? Indrid Cold. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? Well, I'm a Mothman. What <laughs> don't I do? World's greatest Mothman is what my coffee mug says. But for instance, there's there's like a scene in the movie that's from the book where he's he's holding he's holding an object in his hand and he asks like over the phone like what am I holding in my hand and the and the the person on the other end tells him exactly what he's holding. Right. Bagels. It's supposed to be like, be like one of those like like crazy moments. Um, and and this is popularized in the film The Mothman Prophecies, which is uh, released in two thousand two, <laughs> starring Mothman. Richard Gere. Richard oh, Mothman. That was two thousand two. Wow, I was way yeah. off. I thought that was like like mid to late nineties. Nah, because all that like it makes sense. I guess I didn't know either, but it makes sense because all the paranormal stuff was really kicking off at the. End of the nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, I believe because of the X Files. Yep. That that because of the the X Files becoming. Uh, well, Art Bell was in his stride too, so. Yeah. Right then, so I mean, there's a lot of that going on. And in uh, 2016, um, WCHS TV um, in, in West Virginia uh, uh, published a photo purported to be of a Mothman. Um, taken by an anonymous man while he was driving on Route 2 in Mason County, uh, West Virginia. Mountain Mama! Uh, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> I, that, that's been in my head all uh, fucking Take episode. me home! <laughs> the, uh, a science fiction author uh, named uh, Sharon A. Hill proposed that the photo was, quote-unquote, a bird, perhaps an owl, carrying a frog or snake away, and wrote... There is zero reason to suspect that this is a Mothman, as described in legend. Mm. Man, he just went. He went hard. This what a is wet blanket horseshit. What a bl- what a wet blanket, Sharon A. Hill. Oh, she looks like a fucking. Sharon I love too. that you're so into the third one, but you just the first two. You're like these are clearly bullshit. These are bullshit, and then the Mothman Ryan though, busts out his real. His I, like, moth- I like I like the Mothman. You got like, got. The, you got got. I know it's bullshit, but I like it. It's more, it's more of an entertaining cryptid. <laughs> it's than, a more developed mythos. Yeah. Then oh, well, uh, we got drunk and shot our, our shot our moonshine still because we don't seen some owls. <laughs> like, come on, man. That's they're, not they're carnival equipment. Yeah, and they're <laughs> fucking carnies on top of that. Like, it's cool the background, but like uh, as far as the cryptid itself, man. Well, you know, with with America's infrastructure collapsing, you know, we're due for a Mothman flop. <laughs> you know, if, if he comes with bridges are collapsing, you know, it's it's Mothman's time, baby. I'm surprised. Listen, he's very busy in this country, then. 
Uh, the folklorist uh, Jan Harald uh, Brunvon uh, notes that the Mothman is is widely covered in the uh, the popular press, um, and that it has connections to UFOs and, and other claiming that the um, and others claiming that the uh, the former military storage site was the Mothman's uh, quote unquote home. Oh, okay. Um, he notes, uh, uh, Brunvon notes that in the 66 to 67 uh, Mothman reports that around um, 100 people saw Mothman with many more quote-unquote afraid to report their sightings but observed that written sources for such consisted of children's books or sensationalized or undocumented accounts that failed to quote identifiable persons. Um, and and Brunvon also found elements in common among uh, Mothman reports and much more older uh, folk tales, uh, suggesting that some uh, something real may have triggered the scares and became woven with existing folklore. So he's saying that like these kids saw a bird and just kind of also or kind of like added it to like existing folklore. Well, we yeah, have they used like existing folklore to explain it. Oh, uh, okay, not the other way around. Okay. And and he also noted there were anecdotal tales of Mothman supposedly attacking roofs of parked cars um, that had been occupied by teenagers. So so it sort of also goes into that that myth of like the the lovers like the man with the hook could escape like, from the mental yeah. institution and he's on the loose looking for teenagers necking in cars. Like, come on. <laughs> Those are my favorite urban legends where they're all exactly the same. They just change little details. Like, instead um, of being in your house, now you're in a car, and instead of the killer having a knife, he's got a hook. It's like, okay. Yeah. Functionally, our, it's the same thing. Our boy, uh, Joe Nickel, also says that there were a number of hoaxes that followed the publicity generated by the initial Mothman reports, uh, one of which was a group of construction workers who tied flashlights to helium balloons. Okay, that's fucking hilarious, though. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, he again attributes the sightings of Mothman uh, to sightings of, of barn owls, yep. suggesting that the, the glowing eyes were actually the red eye effect caused from the reflection of light from flashlights on, on other bright uh, light sources. Problem solved. Yeah, have, you ever, have you ever taken a picture with a disposable camera? Uh, for you young people, disposable cameras were uh, very popular <laughs> in the 90s and 2000s where you got 32 pictures, you wound a little wheel in between each one, and then you just threw it through your local Eckerd's window and then came back <laughs> an hour later to pick up your pictures. Man, I remember going to the, like, the photo mart, like the little lab that was in the middle of the fucking parking lot. Oh, my yeah. God. Like that '70s show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love. You can still get them, but I love the disposable cameras because they have that. For the flash, you have to prime it when you press yeah. the button. Yeah, it, it sounds makes like that noise. Like, yeah, <laughs> like you're about to blow up a bomb. <laughs> I'm gonna create a Mothman in three, two. I can pretend I'm John Halo from the hit series Halo. <laughs> but no matter what you did with those goddamn disposable cameras, everybody had red eyes. Everybody. Yep when they didn't, that's when you knew that was the Mothman. Um, an investigator, uh, Benjamin <laughs> Benjamin Radford, also points out that the report of glowing red eyes was secondhand and that it was um, Shirley Hensley uh, quoting her father who, who had originally uh, reported to see a um, the Mothman. So what do we treat this like? It's a court of law? Like, it's like 
uh, was it secondary? He said, she said, doesn't count. Well, well, none of it doesn't count, but just that it's like a game of like telephone. Okay. Yeah, I, I watched a comedian on TikTok describe the Bible as a game of telephone, and I I love that idea. You're not wrong. Like he said, that's why I don't believe in, uh, in whatever in the religion, religion because I know how the game telephone works, and if we can fuck something up in five minutes, imagine if you take two thousand years. <laughs> Not only that, but you also have people who intentionally would fuck up oh, yeah. on the telephone. Absolutely. Yeah, like the Mary Magdalene's not a prostitute, like all that kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Just Pope's fucking everything up. Mm-hmm. Mary Magdalene was a mothman. <laughs> <laughs> she had glowing red eyes. And big uh, wings. Recently, um, Within the last five years, there was actually a flap of, of Mothman sightings in the Chicago area. And a University of Chicago psychologist, David A. Gallo, um, he reported that of the uh, 55 sightings of Mothman uh, published on the website uh, um, of the self-described uh, Fortean researcher, Lon Strickler, um, are a selective sample. Um, Gallo, uh, Gallo goes on to explain, he's not sampling random people and asking if they saw the Mothman, he's just counting the number of people that voluntarily came forward to report a sighting. Um, Which is an more, inherently flawed way to do a study, but okay. He said people more likely to visit a paranormal-centric website like Strickler's might also be more inclined to believe in, therefore witness the existence of a quote-unquote Mothman. Mm, makes sense hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, some within the ufology and other paranormal um, sides of things, and, and also uh, cryptozoologists, that they, they believe that the Mothman might possibly be an alien, a supernatural manifestation, um, or a previously unknown species of animal. Um, John Keel, in his book The Mothman Prophecies, would also claim that Point Pleasant residents experience uh, precognition related to uh, premonitions of the collapse of the Silver Bridge and also uh, witnessed UFO sightings and visits with inhuman or threatening men in black, as well as other phenomena. Bro, what? Why? My psychiatrist says that um, that's that's the cause for my anxiety. Actually, premonitions for the collapse of the Silver Bridge, which also sounds like a fucking Pink Floyd album or something. But why? Yeah. Why is he saying that residents of Point Pleasant experienced all this stuff? Well, like, when he they don't around, live next to a military base. They don't live next to a nuclear reactor that melted down. Like, well, well, he's just saying because of the proximity of the of the the Mothman as a as a supernatural ener- entity that it, it caused these sort of like premonitions of death or, or destruction. And similar to like the Irish tradition of the. Of the oh, banshee or, or banshee, <laughs> yeah, here it comes. Where, yep, the banshee. Where, where like, well, like if you're from certain families that that are connected to this sort of spirit, that when someone in the family is about to die, members of the family will see this uh, this entity to, to sort of herald this the coming of this death. The in a similar way, and and also in in other mythology, that there are often entities that will sort of appear. To, to sort of show that something bad is going to happen as a warning. Banshee just means female spirit, by the way, or like woman spirit. Yeah, usually it's like a it's like a woman. It doesn't have to be like an old woman, but it's usually yeah, like it a woman matter. who's wailing or or yeah that they just see. Yep. Because they um, don't like the she. Yeah. And Bon means woman. Bon Agasfar. 
Woman she. It's the woman ghost. Yep. Yeah, because the she are like, are somewhere between ghost and fairy. Yeah, I, I, I believe in the she more than I think the Mothman. And the uh, and and fairies are, and like the <laughs> there's the definitely like an element times. of social contagion and like all that shit too where like, you know a bunch of people hysteria yeah, yeah. group hysteria uh, and, uh, yeah not the not hysteria but like where they the idea spreads not that they're like losing it but like the idea spreads and they start to look at things differently and interpret things they wouldn't normally interpret as you know and then it starts yeah. to become an anchoring bias because they they really buy into it you know subconsciously so yeah yeah it well, i think it's also that that people lead like often boring lives yeah life's flimsy and, and, they, and they they want something like like magical or special to happen to them absolutely in, in the same way that like very religious people talk about like angels yeah you know you know peggy hill hearing like jesus's love in her blow dryer yeah <laughs> I heard and then it immediately Hank. turning around and getting your feet spanked on a website. Oh, she's the worst character on that show. <laughs> Especially after the episode where uh, she dies. When, when she's a <laughs> no, when she's a when she's a Spanish teacher. Oh, you're so. They, they, they go to Mexico yeah. and she doesn't actually speak Spanish. Oh, it's the worst. Oh yeah. Um. So in 2002, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, held its first annual uh, Mothman Festival. Um. The, it sort of began as a brainstorming way, uh, or a brainstorming uh, process that the town had taken up to get people to visit Point Pleasant. <laughs> and Sounds again, like the, uh, the, the cat, the is great value out. home of the green monster. The cat yeah. is out of the bag. And they, and they sort of decided the same. Um, and according to the event organizer Jeff uh, Wamsley, the average attendance of of the um, for the Mothman Festival is estimated to be ten to twelve thousand people per year. Jesus Christ! Um, the town also constructed in the center uh, in the town in two thousand three a twelve foot tall metallic statue of Mothman, which was created by the artist and sculptor Bob Roach. Um, if you've not seen this statue, it is a very jacked Mothman. <laughs> oh, All right, I gotta go see this. this Mothman on Roid Man. Like I want to go see it, but it's in a it's in north uh, northwestern the Joe uh, Rogan Virginia. Mothman. Yeah, you got to be careful there, buddy. What? So this? All right. So the immediate vibes that I get from this is Korean Jesus. <laughs> yeah, he's he, like he's like the Korean Jesus of of Mothman. He like, is fucking jacked. And th- th- someone did, like someone said that his... Korean Jesus's name is Christ. Oh my god. <laughs> he has he has an eight pack. He's trying to give, like, the artist yeah. tried to give him chest hair, but instead it looks like he's just got a bunch of worms on his chest. He, Both he are almost true. has cum gutters. <laughs> cum gutters. He almost, he almost has cum gutters. Oh, my God. It's, it's, it's starting it's to sound like an anal accent cunt album them. now. Mothman's cum gutters. Oh, my God. I think the eyes on the statue also light up. Oh, God, like at nighttime? Yeah, That's I, I think they're reflective. Oh, at the so, least. how many car dealerships is it right next to? <laughs> Five. <laughs> Welcome to Bob Dance's Mothman Chevrolet. Welcome to Paradise <laughs> Ford. Um, the Mothman uh, Museum and Research Center opened in 2005 in Point Pleasant, um, and the festival is held on the third weekend of every September, um, which hosts different uh, guest speakers, uh, vendor exhibits has a pancake-eating contest, and hayride tours of local notable areas. 
So the pancake thing specifically. When I went to uh, Gatlinburg, Tennessee last time, as you drive through the mountains around there, there are so many fucking pancake houses. And it's not like IHOP. They're all like, you know, run, like little family run diners, but they're all like, they specialize in pancakes. And I don't understand what it is about that area that pancakes are like the food to have. Mm. I've been told it's because like it's a hearty meal it'll keep you full and like it goes back to harkens back to the days when they were like miners in West Virginia and like they're trying to like you know eat something hearty but like when I tell you it was it was weird because you would have a pancake place every 10 fucking feet that's great every other business was pancakes that's how you every launder that's how you launder all the ill-gotten Mothman goods <laughs> dude that's that's the mattress store of Appalachia is the pancake house I feel it bad is. saying it but like I totally agree with uh, Mitch Hedberg rest in peace about uh, pancakes you know like when you first get pancakes you want like a whole shitload of them but you eat like one and then you're fucking sick of them you're like alright I'm good yeah I never want to eat pancakes again <laughs> they're so good but that also, first few bites, it's like the ultimate example of something where the journey is much more sweet than the actual result. I also want to point out whoever it was that the artist of the Mothman statue, that's uh, the Korean Jesus Mothman, <laughs> they gave him an absolute fucking dump truck on the back. <laughs> <laughs> they did not spare anything. Wow. See, my boy. This is, to me, Mothman <laughs> is the best because if you put your hand over everything below its neck, it's just a bird. And that tells me that it was always a bird. And then they added the jacked, you know, Korean oh, Jesus say, on uh, later. I'm say what bird you know it's got a fucking eight pack. <laughs> exactly. You cover up the eight pack and it just becomes a big bird. What? I think the thing that's interesting with a lot of pictures of Mothman is that the eyes are not like because the Mothman statue has a clear head but in a lot of depictions of Mothman and descriptions that people saw it doesn't have a head which also leads credence to the fact that it might be a bird because when you look at how a bird hangs its head the head is hung over sort of like flat on the top and over sort of the body hmm. when it's sort of like going up or, or flying towards you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like not like when a bird is flying like directly up, but when it's like flying up and at you up okay. and at them. Yeah. The face that the head is forward and its eyes are towards you because it's a prey, a predator animal. The eyes are like very like front and center. Yeah. So, so in order to see you when it's like flying at you to like to like sort of scare you off, all or the better to see you with, my dear. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the the head's going to be like sort of at the top of the the main body as opposed to above the body. Yeah, like my head. Like my head rests about a lovely six feet above my body. What are you talking about? <laughs> but to to quote uh, Twin Peaks, the owls are not what they seem. I, s um, I see what oh you God. did because, there. Because within uh, North American uh, cultures, the owl is often a bearer of, of supernatural danger um, and also a symbol of death. The owl is? Everything's a yes, fucking uh, symbol of death. Come yeah, on, yes, fuck but, out of here. But specifically uh, within these tribes, and I would know probably because like in, in a lot of cultures, you know, in Europe and, and in um, South Asia, you know, the owl is considered like a symbol of, of knowledge. But but those owls are also much smaller than the North American owl, which is like 
the the Arnold Schwarzenegger of owls. <laughs> Him and owl, listen to me later. <laughs> um, I'm the for instance, the for instance, the Apache and the Seminole tribes, um, they they ascribe the hooting of owls as a subject of uh, boogeyman stories. They're told to warn children to remain indoors at night um, or try not to cry too much, otherwise an owl may carry them away. Hmm. And depending on how uh, old the kid is, it's really not that far-fetched of a story. And, and also, <laughs> and, and also um, in, in some tribal legends, owls are associated with spirits of the dead, um, and the, the bony circles around um, an owl's eyes are said to comprise the fingernails of, of apparitional humans. <laughs> what? Um, uh. Some sometimes owls can be messengers that carry messages from beyond the grave or deliver supernatural warnings to people <laughs> who may have broken tribal taboos. Which which is interesting because if you've seen the show uh, um, Reservation Dogs, because the uh, the the do you mean the, Reservoir Dogs or, or no, Reserv- no, 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 Reservation show. Dogs? Never yeah. seen it. Yeah. It's a, sp- it, it's a it's, spin-off it's, Reservoir it's, Dogs. <laughs> well, it's it's a show by a. Um, <laughs> By a Native American comedian about a bunch of kids growing up on a reservation oh. in Oklahoma, and they're um, they're I believe they're Miccosukee Seminole because that's what the um, yes. that that's what the original creator is. Okay, um, and and for instance, for them, there's an episode where they have to go see one of their their like crazy uncles to get him to put a curse on a rival group of kids. And like he has a bunch of owl, like those owl statues he put up to scare away birds around his place. Right. Yeah. But they don't want to. They don't want to look at the owls because they're like, they're like, get that shit away from me, like, like that type of thing. Yo, unk. Yo, unk. And they even they even blur out the uh, like the face of the owl. Oh <laughs> my god. god! As part of the joke. I'll check That's that. Out. I'll check that out. Sounds interesting. Yeah, it's a re- it's a really good show. Um, he's a buddy of Taika Waititi's. Really good shoe. Oh, I fucking and love I think, Taika. I think I think Taika is a producer on it. Yeah, uh, now I um, definitely want to watch it. But but like all the all the char- all the characters in it are played by Native American uh, actors. Oh, good. And and um, but but it's just like like the one kid he keeps seeing like his like his ancestor keeps visiting him, but his ancestor is like a complete like loser. Like like he's like a sort of like a loincloth like Native American guy from like the 19th century right but 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 he's just like he'd ever accomplished like anything great <laughs> um the the aztecs and maya also had beliefs uh surrounding the owl and they considered it a symbol of death and destruction yeah um for instance in the aztecs the god of death uh mictalana uh tecutli uh, was considered uh, was considered associated with owls and was often depicted as one. Have um, you ever seen the owls? How long their legs are? Like if you lift the feathers up? Yeah, they're pretty long. You ever seen? Yeah, those, those, they look like harbingers of death. With you that ever shit. see it's them terrifying. when they uh, they they like uh, flex all their their wing, like all their feathers together, where they squeeze everything together? No. Oh, you should look that up. I forget. There's a name for it when they do it, but they look they do it to appear uh, to appear intimidating. And they just uh-huh. look fucking frightening. Okay. Yeah. But um, they, there's also a saying in Mexico, um, which translates to when the owl cries, sings, uh, the Indian dies. Jesus Christ. Sounds like an 80s pop or rock ballad. <laughs> um, and in the uh, Popol Vuh, uh, a Mayan religious text, it describes owls as being the messengers of Shibalba, who's the... No uh, way. The, the Let Mayan... me go grab my copy. Hold on. 
<laughs> which, which is the Mayan place of fright. Sort of like the realm of terror. Nice. You ever heard those... That's uh, a ride at Bush Gardens, whistles? isn't it? The realm of terror. You guys ever heard the death whistles? Nah. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, it's it, it's like carved to look like a skull, but, like, you blow through it and it sounds like screaming. Oh, oh God, okay. Terrifying. I know what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can buy them for pretty cheap on Amazon. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the, the Hokagara, uh, tribe of Wisconsin, also known as the Winnebago, um, they also consider the owls to be messengers and harbin- um, harbingers of dark powers. Um, it, in the earlier days of the tribe, um, if, it, if you had committed the sin of killing enemies while they were within the sanctuary of the chief's lodge, an owl would appear and speak to them in the voice of a human, saying, From now on, the Hokagara will have no luck. Wow. Um, so basically, and, don't buy scratchers. And, and, and it's sort of believed that, that this act um, was, was sort of caused the decline of the tribe, the, the sort of bad luck that was visited upon them um, by um, the, the, these powers. Um, and it's also believed that an owl had appeared to Glory of the Morning, who was the only female chief of the nation, um, and uttered her name, and soon after she died. What? Uh, okay, I mean, that, that owl appeared and, causation, and, but, yeah. and said her name, and then she died soon afterwards. That's causation right there. It happened, that, that's be- it happened before. Arrest well, that well, owl. Ryan, Propter hoc, Ryan, if, ergo, post hoc. No, I'm just kidding. If you, if you knew De- Dungeons and Dragons, it simply said, you know, it used a killing word death spell, and she failed her saving throw, and she died, okay? <laughs> okay, roll for initiative. Uh, according to the Hopi, who are, a, um, who are an Uto-Aztec uh, tribe, um, that they had taboos surrounding owls, which they associated with sorcery and other evils. Uh, the Ojibwe tribe as well, um, and, and their their counterparts in, in Canada, um, they use the owl as a symbol for both evil and death. Um, and they also used it as a symbol, uh, a high status symbol for spiritual leaders as well, to, to sort of demonstrate their power, that because they were so spiritually powerful, they could use the owl as a symbol because they had mastery over such powers. Damn. What? Um, the, the Pawnee tribes also view the owls as a symbol of protection from danger within their realms, and the, uh, and the, and the Puebloan peoples associated the owls with a figure known as the Skeleton Man, who was a god of death, um, and the spirit of fertility. And the Mothman. Um, and the, the Akama tribes also use the owl as a totem, um, and also as a, as a guide, um, to where and how they could find natural resources within the uh, within the forest. I like owls. Yeah, I I'm, think they're cool. I think owls are. Cool. Yeah, owls owls are pretty cool. When I first um, moved down but, here, that barred owl scared the or uh, the great great horned owl scared the fucking shit out of me. I like <laughs> I, I walked out on the porch and we didn't have like we had like all the blinds pulled up, so I looked out and it was sitting on one of the fence posts, right, and it just. Uh-huh wasn't facing me and then i made a noise and it just turned its head 360 degrees to look right at me and i was like oh shit 
And I'm coming from New Jersey. 60 to look at you, or like yeah, they, like they 180. Can, no, they can turn their yeah. Well, you know, yeah, they, they can turn, their... turn to 180, right? <laughs> Good point. Good catch. But yeah, it turned 180 <laughs> degrees. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> it turned 360 turn... and looked right at me. I don't know how I got in front of it. <laughs> They can they can also uh, turn their uh, their heads upside down. Yep. I just sent the owl defense mechanism post into the uh, the if chat where the owl turns into like a sock puppet. Oh, I saw that. It's terrifying. the uh, the the owl in Ocarina of Time does it all the time when he's like talking to you. Mm-hmm. Like like he has a marking he has markings on his face so that when he turned his head upside down it looks like he still has eyes on the top of his head. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, I remember one time there was a hurricane, and during, like, the, uh, when we were inside the eye, like, we went outside to, like, check things, and I remember seeing, like, a small owl. As you like, do. Like, <laughs> possibly a, a, uh, a, a burrowing <laughs> owl on our, uh, on our power box. Oh, wow. And I had, I had mentioned to my dad, like, well, I think that's a good omen. He said, well, you, well, no, like, owls are usually a bad omen. <laughs> womp womp. I like him. I don't, think, but, I don't see him as bad. But, but I think the thing is that while owls are um, that that while they they are just sort of normal normal animals, it, it's very obvious that they are um, sort of a very frightening creature to encounter in the dark. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Everyone I've seen in the dark has been absolutely frightening. And and North America, as opposed to the rest of the world, um, seems to have the largest owls. Um, and possibly also as well, um, in the uh, prehistoric times as well, um, had large owls. You um, should not so be surprised that we have the largest owls in North America. We have the biggest everything in North America. <laughs> but but it seems obvious, you know, that, that it's sort of like the Native Americans came up with these, these legends about uh, owls. You know, that the indigenous peoples like came up with them as being like these symbols of of sort of uh, death and, and harbingers of evil because they're very frightening. And then today, when, when people, you know, drunkenly encounter a group of owls being aggressive with them, that the, they attribute this malice to some supernatural force. But because in a modern society, we don't believe in sort of like gods and spirits and higher powers, in, in the 1950s, you know, the highest power is science, so they ascribe it to, you know, extraterrestrial creatures. Interesting. Makes sense. In, well, because in a lot of ways too, with like other cultures, um, when they when they experience these things, they they experience it within the lens of their own sort of belief system. Right. Yeah, which makes perfect um, sense because they're going to use whatever context they have, and and that's what's going to be. Because because for instance, like today, when when people experience like alien abduction, alien abduction today is not much that difference like the descriptions in those experienced by people who you know were visited by the Fey. In, in sort of like medieval Europe or, or beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just now it's just ice, black bagging people. That's alien abductions today. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking assholes. Defund ice, goddamn it, get rid of them. <laughs> they are pretty new, so it's, it's not that hard. Get rid of them, Joe Brandon. Stop fucking around. <laughs> So on that note, let's fall that shit out. All right. On that note, uh, there's no such thing as a Mothman, a Flatwoods Monster, or a Chevrolet truck. (laughs) Good evening. The Mothman. (laughs) Good evening, Mothman. Good night. Good night, Mothman. Good night, Mothman. Mothman.